The world needs messages of love, unity, compassion, and inclusivity now more than ever. And this podcast delivers that. Whether you're a parent, teacher, counselor, or energy healer, with the right intention, we all have the potential to be a healing presence for others. The truth is, we are all ordinary people capable of having an extraordinary impact. Imagine if we all did that on purpose. Join Global Impact Visionary Leader, Intuitive Healer, and Spiritual Mentor, Sue DeMay, for authentic conversations that will inspire you to become more of a healing presence in your work, in your relationships, and in the world. And now, here is your host, Sue DeMay. Welcome to the We Are All Healers podcast. I am your host, Sue Janae, and I'm grateful to be here once again with you sharing messages about the book, We Are All Healers, Ordinary People with Extraordinary Intention Will Heal the World. And we are talking about how to be a healing presence in the world. Whether you resonate with a heal- being a healer or called a healer, doesn't really matter what we're really talking about is being a healing presence in the world and how we can show up differently to influence and impact people around us, but also influence and impact our own lives. So I've been talking to the authors and having beautiful conversations, and I'm grateful to have Marilyn Wilson here with us today, sharing her perspective of what it means to be a healer in the world. And I know she has an interesting story and an interesting process that came along in during making you know the her writing her story in this book so thank you marilyn for being here i appreciate you it is it is exciting to come and share words with you thank you so tell me a little bit about so i know you resonate with the words being a healing presence yes when i first asked you about being an author in the book and the book being called we are all healers you had a little bit of a (laughs) so can you share a little bit about that I have um, a vision of a healer being something very specific a doctor a naturopath somebody who heals the way you do um, a very professional individual whose life is committed to that and as a writer who's sharing people's lives and giving wings to their stories and and sharing my thoughts on things I didn't feel qualified I didn't feel qualified at all. But as you've taught me to do, I just stopped and listened and my heart said yes. So I answered yes before I could, my head could take over and and a bit of panic set in until I I spoke with you till we worked our way through it. And, and I found uh, what I could offer the book. But yeah, it was it was a scary moment, because I said yes, knowing I needed to say yes, with no confidence that I had anything to say. But you had lots to say and you had a process during your writing, like kind of a, um, a moment where you realized, hey, wait a minute, maybe, maybe just maybe I am a healer or I can resonate with that word differently if you, you change the, the perspective that you held around what is a healer. What I have learned uh, is that especially through heart-led living is that everything that comes into my life is for me. Everything that comes into my, I've got goosebumps. That means I've said something cool. Um, It comes for me first. And then from that moment, it becomes something that 
moves on to others. Um, so being a part of this book was for me first. And even writing that passage was eye-opening. I realized when I was young, I just wrote a, a piece for somebody on this. When I was young, I liked writing, but I had no patience. We had had to handwrite or the old typewriters. And I loved people, but there weren't any outlets. I was I was curious about people, but there was no outlets for me that that suited my personality. And I finally, in my 20s, walked away from all of it. And in my 50s, I fell into writing again. So here was this full circle moment for me as I was writing this, recognizing uh, that I was led to this moment, that I was led to go the steps up to this moment. And in this moment, I had a message that that was meant to be shared. And, and it was very eye-opening to realize that I was functioning um, as a healer by by my words, that words had the power to heal and words had the power to change lives and they had the power to change my lives. All the words people shared with me when I interviewed changed my life. And suddenly it was like, aha, this is what I've been doing for four decades. This is where I've been led to this moment. And it was exceedingly profound. If I had never published, I walked away profoundly changed by being a part of this book. So um, I think I shared that with you that the realization that everything that comes into my life and I do comes for me first, whether I understand it or not. And as I move through that process, I'm given things that I can pass on to others. And hopefully there are seeds that land where people need them. So I'm, I'm, I'm like Johnny Appleseed, I'm throwing seeds out into the universe. And if they land in fertile soil, they found their place. And if they don't, then those seeds disappear. Only the people that need me have gardens ready for the things I'm offering. That's a kind of arty symbolism for me personally, but I don't know how else to say it, except that that what I learned in, in the day it took me to first write this chapter was the purpose behind my writing and what it was doing and, and why I was meant to be here. Mm -hmm. Well, I love what I love what you're saying, because it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, when we talk about in the book, you can be a healing presence for others, or we can be a healing presence for ourselves. And, and both really, but I love when you're kind of bringing everything back to you, okay, if this is for me first, you know, what is, what am I receiving right now? What is the lesson? What is how am I feeling about this? Like, how am I processing? You know, what's coming up for me? It's, it, when we heal ourselves, we are contributing to the healing of the whole. And we don't have to do that necessarily on purpose, the outward work, because I feel like for you, you do the inward work, you hold space for the stories to come in for others, you hold space for others to share and to speak. And then you, like you say, you give their stories wings, you give their, their words wings and let them go where they're meant to go. The focus inward, I think a lot of people, we've been programmed to believe that actually focusing inward is selfish. And for me, it's like, no, that's self-love like that, you know, more of us need to learn that and, and do that because otherwise we're giving from an empty cup and we're extending more than we're receiving. And it's, it's not balanced. It's not synergistic. It's not harmonious, right? But can you speak a little bit about the idea of selfish versus doing stuff 
you know, that's a choice for self-love or a choice for self-healing or a choice for honoring or giving to self so that you do have the capacity to extend and to be in the world where it's not self-sacrificing. That's deep. And that's hard. Um, I was brought up born in the fifties that women gave, we were in charge. We came last. And if everybody was happy and you made everybody happy, then you'd done your job and you would be loved (laughs) and you would be really love came because you function as a woman in a role that was defined. And, um, that has been very hard to shed to this day. I will say I'm sorry before anybody else to this day. I will put, I, I struggle uh, with putting other people's needs first. It has helped that my children are grown. It has helped that I have the space to focus on that now. Um, it was a hard transition for my family when I, when I finally started to hold space for myself and say, no, or you're not allowed to talk to me that way, or I need this. And I, I began to put myself first, but I think over time, um, because I became more content in myself and I understood myself and I had, as an ADD person, I gained more control over myself and the things I said, I believe the people around me began to see the benefits when I am the best person I can be. And I can only do that by working on what I need to change and what I need to heal and grow first. Um, the person they get when they're with me is better and I can better hold space for them. If I'm trying to hold space for them and I'm falling apart, I end up giving advice that's unwanted. I end up saying unkind things, things, things go bad when I can't come from a very um, centered place, at least for me, my mind races ahead, egos in charge and, and bad things happen. So it's, it's a process to find a way in the environment you're in. Again, if you have little kids or a lot of family or you're out at work every day, when you don't have periods of silence, it it can be very hard to um, make time for that. And it, (laughs) I can say this from experience, when you make a change like that, the people around you don't accept it. People don't like change in general. They want you to stay the same. And I think I mentioned to you, my brothers who live a long way still treat me as if I have not changed. They respond to me whether I'm acting that way or not in their head, it's happening. So, but it, it's, it's impossible to give uh, the kind of acceptance without attachment to the world, unless you first find that acceptance of yourself without attachment. Um, I, I say this all the time. This is a really important uh, message that I share a lot is that growing up, I didn't fit in. Growing up, I was the nosy person, the impatient child, the mind race, the this race, and they didn't know much back then. Um, I was insanely curious about people. Um, In my 50s, when I began writing and interviewing, it all came together. All those things people had been asking me to change in order to for them to offer me love ended up being my talents. And those talents led me to where I am now and have allowed me to offer words that that are healing and uplifting to others. So self-acceptance and going inward and, and all that gets you to the place 
that you accept all your pieces and those pieces lead to your passion and lead you to your purpose and and things come together then but unless you it it, it starts internally i've worked with you a long time on this i'm still working on this but it starts internally yeah absolutely and i i love the the you know you when you were saying about people don't want you to change no. they don't want you to change because they don't want to change right yet at the same time i can feel this hunger for change like mm-hmm. as a global like all of humanity is hungry for change but then they're terrified of it at the same time terrified so when we change who we are and how we're being in the world it has an impact and some people will accept it and some people won't And especially those that we have been in relationship with, and they're expecting us to be the same way we've always been. When we are changing, it makes them uncomfortable. It doesn't make them uncomfortable because we've changed. It makes them uncomfortable because if you change, that means I need to shift something inside of myself and I'm not willing to. So that's where it gets to be sticky, right? In relationships. So I love what you're saying is like just accepting who you are, where you are, what you offer, and others may or may not accept that. Well, when I say if there's parts of you that don't seem to fit in, it's time to spend some time thinking, where are they assets? I kept trying to fit in over here. And those, my traits didn't fit in over there. I don't fit in in certain social circumstances. I don't feel that way. When I found the place that that the parts of me that didn't fit in fit in and became an asset then things began to come together my my social grouping started to change um my eyes started to open so yeah but yeah family is hard family and close friends are hard because i think they are afraid i don't think it's they don't want me to improve or change i think they're fearful of what that means for them because it shines a light on what they have to change. And most people I know want you to come in and give a retreat and have it all changed for them and walk out in the world. It's not, it's a hard path. I've talked to this. I I'm getting slammed sometimes. And, and I, I say, when will this end? But every time I come out one of those difficult periods, I feel grounded. I guess I feel more comfortable in my skin. I feel um, I'm in a space right now when I'm out in very busy social situations, I'm having a really hard time because I'm used to being in this quiet space and I feel so centered and grounded. And suddenly I'm, I'm, and I used to love it. I used to love the energy and now I want to move through it differently. And it's an, it's a skill I still don't have yet where I am in this point. I feel like the reason you come out the other side grounded is because you're doing the work in the process of it, like recognizing, okay, I'm feeling this way. We know what's happening makes me feel this way. And how can I shift that? And how can I, you know, so it's like, you're so living consciously, right. And, and your willingness to, to heal and shift and change is, is palpable. So it makes a difference. I, for me, letting go of where I expected to be has been important. I've told you this, like, I'm still not at the point I'm finding my chakras. I'm still not at the point I'm, I've had to let go of my expectations and, and just slow it down and take each step and know that at the right time, the next one will come. And the order they come to me is going to be different than somebody else. I get around other people and it seems like they're far ahead and so more aware. 
I have to come back to what I tell you. If you ask me, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that's a hard place. We're brought up always, you're supposed to be trying to improve and you're supposed to reach out and you're supposed to be making money and you're supposed to be liked by everybody. Everybody doesn't like me. That wasn't an easy thing to accept. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and it's okay. I am the cup of tea for the people who are supposed to be in my world, who I benefit and who benefit me. And that was a life-changing revelation. That's not the way I was brought up. My dad was a minister. You were in charge of everybody. And if you were doing it right, you would be loved. Not true. Yeah. A lot of conditions around love in, in your story growing up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, like trying to fit into this box, other people's version of the box that yeah. they feel like you should fit into. Um, and I'm like, there is no box around you. There's no such thing. You cannot anymore anywhere near a box. Um, and I, your book, one of your books is even like outside the box. Life outside the box. Yeah. 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 It's so fitting. Yeah, no, I, 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 once you get rid of that, it's, it is so much easier, but we're just brought up, even our kids. It's, I go back. I wish I could do things differently knowing what I know now. I wish I could have empowered them more and, and let them understand they were in charge instead of trying to raise them and teach them. Let them, I, do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Offer guidance mean. instead of teaching, guidance mm-hmm. instead of teaching. I've said to a few people, um, when I first uh, was writing, I ended up falling into a magazine. I knew nothing. I'm doing it all in the public eye. And, and people, like the publication wanted to help me and they helped me by telling me what I should be doing. And it was overwhelming. I felt like a failure. And so I've shared with people what people most need most from you is, is just listening and the words, trust your heart. You got this. I have faith in you, you know, and if they want some advice, you can answer with the with the caveat. If this doesn't feel right, don't do it. But people are so disconnected from their intuition. And our job is to help them find their intuition and follow it. And if people had just said, you're doing good, you'll figure it out. You're just learning all oh, the weight that would have come off my shoulders. And it came from a good place. They cared. They wanted to help. So that that's been a big learning in the last two years of just how do you uh, stand in support of people, um, without telling them what they should be doing. Cause the truth is you don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody's path is very different. There's not a right way to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations from others. And then we put all these expectations upon ourselves, right? So able to lift all those and lift and give back everyone else's expectations is very freeing. It's, it's been easier since the kids are gone and my husband's retired and it's the two of us. I have so much more control. And I, I just want to acknowledge if you have a very full life with kids and full-time work and, and activities, it, it's, it is difficult to find that space. Don't feel bad. Like just, just make the space that you can and know that there's more time in the future that, that you will have just for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want anybody to feel guilty when, when they have a very full life and a lot of their time is outside their control at this point, all you can do is find that half hour a day that, that you can make time for yourself and stick to it and make sure everybody allows that. I've had some moms that have reached out recently and they're just like, how do I find, you know, I'm like, well, you have a shower, right? Yeah. I get, I get to shower. They're, they're at a point where they get to shower because they're not newborns, but yeah, toddlers. 
And they're and I'm like, use your shower. Use yeah. your shower intentionally. Wash things away. Process yeah. it. Oh yeah, that's a pocket of like it's just like a little pocket. Just find those pockets yeah. and use them yeah. the best you can. And Even running errands alone in the car, I'll put I'll put a meditation or a, a podcast or something on on my phone and lay it in the seat next to me and listen to it. Um, I used to stay up thirty minutes after the kids. I didn't care how late they if they stayed up till one. I stayed up till one o five as they got older, but I needed that thirty minutes alone every day and that's the only way I could do it so yeah you just it 30 well intentioned moments can really help you find your way it's mm -hmm. a great beginning and know that you will have more time in the future mm -hmm. but I just know so many people that have exceedingly full lives right now that that feel guilty and you guilt doesn't do you any good instead of feeling guilty listen to a podcast <laughs> you know it takes the same amount of time Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely that's good yeah good reuse of time that's why all my books are in many chapters too mm -hmm. um the first book is is 10 mini bios of just people choosing to live very different lives from each other and it's one chapter and my second book is 35 little mini mini bits of wisdom wound around my journey as a as a writer but you can sit down for five minutes you can find ten, five to ten minute breaks you can read something listen to something or just sit quietly, 10 minutes of quiet. That's hard for me. My mind races, but 10 minutes of quiet, a 10 minute walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Turning yeah. those pockets. Yeah. Love it. So if people are inspired to get a hold of you, how can they reach you and how can they find you? I'm going to do this. I wasn't sure if we we're close to the end. I saved one quote from my section in the book because it's an important one for me. Beautiful. Whether a gift of words bubbles up from the depth of your being, comes to you while you listen to someone speak, or is given to you while reading, know that the power of words to heal is immense. Words of wisdom, words of healing, words of acceptance, words of love, they are all at hand ready to support you on your journey. You only have to listen. People always ask me where my blogs come from or stuff. It might be something you said it might be something that came up on tv i'm always grabbing my phone and sending me notes where wisdom is all around you and it's there for you and it's in your path you just have to slow down and be aware of what's happening around you and and the words if write them down keep something with you put them in your phone okay you can reach me and find me all my social media links and my blog link on my website at www.marilynrwilson.com and that's m-a-r-i-l-y-n because Marilyn's not as common but you can always reach out to me through there as well if you have a question if you if you have an interesting story and want to share it with me I'm always looking for interesting stories beautiful thank you for thank you for being such a beacon of love in the world and, and for giving <laughs> those words wings, giving those things. And I love that, that saying that you, that you, um, you do Cause that's really what you do. And you started that. Yeah. I well, One time I was just, I was feeling stuck and you said, Marilyn, I see wings. And that just stuck with mm -hmm. me ever since it's been a, a big visual that kind of came from, that's what I mean. It's all around you all the time. The symbolism you need, the words that you should think about it's, it's right there at your hand. It could be the person on the street you say hi to. Yeah. I love that. And and that's, you know, the the we never know what one word, yeah, one gesture, one thing that we do or say how it can change another person's life. And yeah. that's an example there. 
So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for listening and for being here. If you're interested in picking up the book, We Are All Healers, Ordinary People with Extraordinary Intention Will Heal the World. It's full of different stories, but it's also full of different insights and tools and things that you can use right away to integrate into your life to change how you are being and how you are showing up for others in the world as well. And together we will create a ripple effect that will reach all corners of the globe. And that I am certain of. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I honor you. I see you until next time. Love and blessings. Thank you for joining our global healing movement and podcast inspired by the international best-selling book. We are all healers. Ordinary people with extraordinary intention will heal the world. Order your copy today on your favorite online bookstore. 100% of the royalties go to support our Heart Love Living Foundation humanitarian projects. Together, we can uplift humanity and unify us in love for each other and our planet.